It was crazy. It was like the Beatles had come to town. Oh, you couldn't walk anywhere, people following. And I suddenly thought, wow, there is a massive change. Lizzie, is it true that you're credited as being the first wag? You're making me sound very old like that. <laughs> <laughs> the original wag. Ah, the original wag. Well, it isn't my fault. If they were called wags, that was the press, because of Baden Baden at the World Cup. And I was out there covering it for ITV, and the press interest was crazy. And suddenly, in the front pages, it was the wags that have come to town. Yeah, what and, year was that? Was it? Um, now, we're going back, and it was 1990. Yeah, the 90, 1990 World Cup. Well, it? Yeah, yeah, it was early. We're going back away. Yeah. Um, and... It was crazy. It was like the Beatles had come to town. It was, you couldn't walk anywhere, there's paparazzi everywhere, really? people following. And I suddenly thought, wow, there is a massive change in the football world. It will never be the same when it hasn't been. And why is such an interest in the wives and girlfriends? People had a fascination in them, I think, because um, they loved the glamour and the way they looked and I think people thought of the money, basically. But also it's attainable. So if you were a young girl, you know... You attainable, know, you, or even marry, marry I, no, a to, footballer. To get that <laughs> lifestyle, to right. get that lifestyle. So I think if you, they looked at the you know, magazines of you know, Angelina Jolie, let's say, they would think, God, I've got to get to Hollywood to meet Brad Pitt. But, oh, to, to maybe meet a Wayne Rooney, I, I, I can meet him in the pub in Manchester and, you know, I could suddenly have this wonderful life. And I think girls sort of just took a massive interest, not just girls, everyone, because they sold papers, believe me, if they had the right, um, you know, couple, uh, footballer and wife on the front of the magazine or paper, they flew out the window. Do you think wag is a derogatory term? I've been asked this many times before. Oh, I thought I was being original. Let's be honest. I must try I find it quite funny. Um, I, I've, look, I've made a living out of it. I've done shows, a musical even, Wag the Musical. I've made a lot of money from being one. Mm. So I'm not going to say I don't like it. But I do know a lot of girls that find it very demeaning and get very upset if they're called a wag. But look, I, I don't think in this business you can be too sensitive. And um, I always you know, thought it was quite funny, to be honest. So you said earlier, um, once it all kicked off in the 1990s and the WAG fever became huge, things had completely changed. So what had changed? The press attention. I mean, the girls suddenly became stars in their own right. Um, you knew them, their first name. You look, you know, they're offered TV deals, brand deals. That hadn't happened before, you know, when, when you look back at uh, footballs, you know, that I used to go and watch because I was being a Chelsea supporter all my life. But, you know, you, you, you never... I, sh <laughs> we... I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. I'm a Liverpool supporter. Oh, dear. So sh should we just I'm end sorry. this now? Yeah. What do you mean you're sorry? We beat you twice. <laughs> no, actually, can I just say that? My mum's from Southport, so I really should be a Liverpool supporter. I'm really sorry about the game as well. And what, 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, you yeah, sound yeah. so sincere. <laughs> I was upset what happened to the fans. Yeah, well, it was dreadful. Yeah. But um, football just changed it. It went glamorous. Yeah. People were interested, and they became stars. They got offered a lot of contracts. I mean, Colleen Rooney was offered brand deals, wow. TV shows, um, same as uh, my old friend Ellen Reavers, who was seeing Frank Lampard at the time. I mean, offers that were through the roof. Um, some girls loved it, 
some girls didn't, um, but those that loved it grabbed it with both hands and went for it. Mm. So how has media, TV, etc., changed in the last, well, what's that, 30, that's 32 years ago. <laughs> How's it changed? Well, a lot, it's changed hugely because when I first met my ex-husband, Jason, who played for Chelsea, I don't think there were mobile phones, so that is how long ago <laughs> it is. Um, and, you know, it has enormously changed. I mean, when I started doing presenting, I was doing ITV at the movies and no one had, uh, you know, there wasn't any real social media platform you know, there was hardly anyone really on Twitter, basically, you know, Instagram, I hadn't heard of it. So it, it it's changed hugely and it can, these days, make a huge career from it. So it's fantastic. So you think the change is positive? I personally think it's positive, yeah, because it, as I said, it can give you a career, certainly boost my career. Um, and I'm able to talk and express how I feel. It's like talking to a friend, isn't it, on Twitter or mm. Instagram. And I'll be honest, I'm, I am addicted to it. My boys always say, put your phone down at the meal. It's not the other way around. Because um, I'm interested. I see what other people are doing. And it's great for deals, for business, for brands, everything. And so do you represent yourself and you just do all your deals? Because you said you've got a lot going on, which we'll talk about in a moment. You just do it all through social media? Well, I do a lot of the deals, not all of it, but I do do a lot comes to me through social media. So I suppose, yes. Have agents taken a bit of a hard hit then over the last couple of decades? Do you need an agent anymore? Well, I'm one of those nice people, old school, that I always keep my agent involved and always right. give them their percent. Yeah. I would never cut them out. Because oh, so you have an agent? I do, yeah. yeah, always have done, because I think it's important. You need someone to protect you. If things go wrong, you need someone there. It's happened on a few occasions. I mean, I am very lucky because I've got a great black book of people that I yeah. know. And, it, you know, it's hard. You don't want to be used as well. Right. And people have tried to get, you know, I've got great contacts and they'll try and get into those contacts. And I've got an agent there that's like, no, you know, this is hard work built up from years of hard work to get this these sort of relationships and trust. So it's good to have an agent. I really agree with that. And, and we're together on everything. Yeah. So that actually reminds me because our mutual friend is Matt Fides. Yes. And he connected us. And first of all, I also want to say thank you for doing this. Yeah, it's a pleasure. We're so privileged. We got you two cups of tea just to keep you happy. <laughs> I know. Not like Nigel Farage, you gave me um, Chablis, but I'm very happy with oh, the tea. So is two teas better than a Chablis or oh. should we have got you a Chablis? Well, you're on the same. I'll, I'll say right. I'm happy. I'm happy. No, I'm good with tea. All right. Great. But maybe, <laughs> so maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So Matt said to me, our mutual friend, and thanks Matt for connecting us, that you are the most connected person in show business full stop. So I really wanted to talk to you about that because you've just said about you know, your contacts that you've got. How do you get yourself connected? How do you network? How do you network? Um, well, <laughs> that's a good question. Because a lot of people aren't as natural. You know, you came in here, you're so natural. Oh, you are, yeah. and, and you know, you're immediately warm to you. But I think a lot of people find connections and networking really hard. Yeah, I can imagine. But I just, my, my father, I was brought up, I suppose, in this business. My dad was an art director with Saatchi's. There was always a lot of right. showbiz faces, David Bailey, people always in the house. They were very sociable, my mum and dad. So I think I, I grew up with it. So I don't find it, a, you know, walking into a busy 
party full of famous faces never kind of threw me. You know, my dad used to say, every, you know, imagine them on the toilet. No, everyone's the same. You're as good as everyone. Imagine them on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. When I did my first interview, it was a big interview for ITV, and I had Tom Cruise. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've got Tom Cruise. And he was like, he's the same as you and me. Yeah. You know, and, and that's it. I treat everyone the same. I did in football from the, you know, makes the tea to the chairman. And I think that's important. And um, it, you've just got to be a bit likeable, I suppose. And just, I always try and give and help people. And in return, you get it back. Mm. Uh, that's what I believe. And I've done that with, with many celebrities. I try and help them out. And in return, I, can, I know I can call on many for a favour if I need one. Right. And I guess, like you've said, it's happened to you people can try and abuse those connections. I guess so pe people who are famous or successful must be a bit closed about yeah. um, not wanting to be used and abused. So how do you get in and approach? So I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll come from it from my selfish perspective. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask a, my question. I don't care if my audience like this one, this is for me. <laughs> so I'd like to get more cool, awesome guests on my podcast. Um, because as we were talking about earlier, I love doing this, but often you just get to the agent, the agent blocks it. Yeah. Or you get to them and say, they say, yeah, maybe. How do you get in there and connect with people and get past that defensiveness? Oh, you need to know me, brother. <laughs> well, right, well we're, we're here now. Lock the door, Eden, please. Just lock the door. <laughs> no, um, well, what is it? Well, for me, look, I was on the um, red carpet. So for me, I'd be chatting to the stars. Then I'd always be friendly and say, where are you going after, or what are you doing? Or they may say to me, do you know of a bar, la la la. And you build up a kind of connection. I don't know, it just happened naturally. Did they know you? Possibly not, oh, but they so got you'd to know me. you just go up and talk to them? No, 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 I'd be on the red carpet, so I'd be for a movie premiere, they'd call over. And then, because I was regularly on that red carpet doing you know, interviews, they knew me. They know there were some questions. They say, look, don't ask about that. I would never ask. Um, you've got to have trust. And it's very mm. difficult because, you know, people do sell stories. I've been accused before. But you've, you've got to have that trust. And they will do their checks and realise, you know, actually it wasn't me. Or it, it, they, you, it has to be built. And it's very difficult because you don't become friends with people like Simon Cowell or, say, Bruno Tonioli, you know, at his height of fame through Strictly without having that. And that's very important. But you, you, they've got to get on with you, obviously. And I think I'm probably I'm a bit of a laugh. I don't take it too seriously. That's the thing. And mm. I think a lot of people in showbiz can take it way too seriously, you know, and it is just fun and games at the end of the day. And I think that's how, you know, I've lasted so long. Right. So I was a, a red, my first ever red carpet I was at um, about a week ago. So I, um, I support the Prince's Trust quite a lot. And we were there on the red carpet and all the celebrities are coming up and I'm just hiding, feeling so unworthy. Um, and my friend, I won't mention his name, but he's not famous, but he was just like, watch this. And he strutted out and he got in the queue behind Fern Cotton and Fern Cotton went there and then he just walked in front of the paparazzi and showed, closed and opened his jacket and was like, nom, 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 got a load of photos and he wasn't, wasn't meant to be there. And I said, how do you have the, the balls, the courage to do that? And he says, you've got one shot, you just got to take your shot. <laughs> and I like that, but I'm not really that social in those environments. I'm okay here. I know a lot of people who listen to me 
they want to get good guests for their podcast. They want to do joint ventures and partnerships with people, but they're not naturally outgoing and being able to pull that off. And they're not going to be on the red carpet. Uh, so I know I'm drilling this point. It's not, yeah. even, not even on my questions, but <laughs> just being selfish. Yeah. Um, but what can they do to get more connected and networked? Well, like you just said, that you had your friend who had the character and the balls to go I've up there. I've got that character, but I just didn't want to, like, you, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I, you're not showing his hands. But no. No, but I just think... Should I have done that? Should I have gone possibly and just pretended Possibly, you do to... have to be a bit ballsy. Okay. I, I have been. Right. You know, I thought, well, I'm going in, and okay. I, I will, you know, they're probably thinking, who the hell is she? But I... I you just have to just go for it. Right. You have one chance, one life. If you're going to sit back and That's be on the true. outskirts, you're in the wrong business. Oh, That's the point. I want, and I'm, I will always my make next a, red carpet. I mean, and what you've got to do, you have to. But you know, don't be like, oh no, I can't talk to them. They're too famous. No, talk to them. Go up. So what if their security says no, no, not at the minute? It's fine. Take your time, but go up. Make the make. You know, you've got one chance. You're probably not going to be in the room saying, I don't know. I'm thinking of someone, Sharon Stone again. Go up. Make your mark. Make them notice you. And who knows where it will go? Right. Because I, I don't. I, I think never, you're too shy. Well, yeah, ma- yeah. A few lessons off me, I'm afraid. Right. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. What's your fee? Let's do it. Let's sign the deal now. Because <laughs> call my agent. I told oh, you. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But. So um, I talked to Bell, Bear Grylls on social media. He's agreed to come on my podcast and he was there and I didn't even dare go up and talk to him. And I even talked there, to him on social go. media. And so like, You see, make yourself known so they know you are. Say, look, you know, and it, just be a genuine, your genuine self. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I think people can see through when you're not yourself. And I did a show with ITV called Shirley Valentine. And beforehand, people were like, how are we going to play this? Who are you going to be? And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to be me, and you'll either like me or loathe me. I might annoy you. You might think I'm funny, but I'm just going to be myself. And it worked out. So I think you've got to be true to yourself. Yeah. But sometimes be a bit more confident and just go for it. Yeah. Like, you need some lessons. You've inspired me, and I definitely. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, you have because I I came away thinking, am I being true to myself? Because I don't want to go and pretend to be something I'm not. I mean, I. Say, said humbly, I get recognised all the time. I'm just not a TV celebrity. You know, I've built a good brand. Um, but I don't feel comfortable pretending to be on the red carpet, pretending to be in front of the paparazzi like I'm something I'm not. That makes me feel somewhat like a fraud. But then on the whole journey on the way home, I felt like a loser. Like well, when you didn't approach the girl that you fancied at school. That's it. And then you don't want to live with regret. You've got one chance. Go for it. Like, just... I'm fucked up my insta- one chance. You, I don't want to say, but you did. Yeah, you <laughs> did. You did, baby. <laughs> balls did up. You've got to be Matt just... was there with me and he was the same as me, though. And Matt, I mean, Matt hung around Matt, with Michael Matt, Jackson the whole time. And Matt hung around with Michael Jackson. But sometimes with Matt, you know, I can see he wants a photo with someone. And I think, come on. And then I grab him and say, right, come on. But I remember, you know, I, it's just in my character. I, I remember the editor of OK magazine saw someone very famous and said, well, will, you, will you introduce me? Look, I didn't know that person. They didn't, but I, it took me. So I had to go up to them and say, hey, Mickey Rourke, this is the editor of OK magazine. Duh, 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 and they right. ended up doing a shoot. So you just did you, be a did bit you date Mickey Rourke? No, I didn't date oh, okay. Mickey Rourke, but he is an old mate of mine. Right. There's a long story there, but... Well, well I've, we've got time. <laughs> Come on, then, we've got time. What's the long story? Oh, gosh. No, Mickey Rourke was a dear friend. 
I've got loads of need another. Can, yeah. I, can I go back and get Shabbly. a drink? Shabbly. Can we have the Shabbly? Two bottles. I want to do a dog jolly. Get two bottles. No. <laughs> Mickey's a great guy, by the way. Um, and he was in London for a movie. He was staying at my friend's hotel called Blake's in Chelsea. Anyway, my friend rang me and said, Mickey's in town, wants to meet for dinner. So we're having dinner. Then the waiter at the end said, look, just letting you guys know, there's a ton of paparazzi outside. So Mickey was like, oh, no, this is awful. I'm sitting here. I've got Lizzie Cundy, another girl. And I've got a girlfriend in Germany. She's going to go crazy. Me, I said I'm on my own. I said I was... A so I, I said, look, I know there's a back route out of here. My car's at the back. Just jump in. So he was like, you sure? So I was like, absolutely. So I jump in the car. He jumps in, in the back, on the floor. The press are running around the other side, they can see. <laughs> so I put my foot down, whiz around the bend, a little bit too fast. Before I know it, there's police cars. Oh, no. So I get pulled over with Mickey Raw in the... <laughs> <laughs> Who's lying down, head. They don't notice someone's in the back. They're like, right, have you had a drink? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And they're like, we've got to breathalyze you. We've got to wait. So there's poor Mickey Rourke in the back. <laughs> I'm waiting to get breathalyzed. It took forever. And um, they're looking through. The, I don't know how they didn't see him. They had torches in the car. But anyway, that was one of my first nights with Mickey, which ended up with police and everything else. Nice. They still didn't see him, but and I got home <laughs> safely, by the way. But yeah, it, it's just funny. I don't know how I get myself into these situations, but I do. He was brilliant in the wrestler, wasn't he? He was I fantastic thought, in the wrestler. Oh, he was very good in that. He was fantastic in the wrestler, and he's a great yeah. guy as well. Yeah. He's a lovely person inside and out, and oh, that's good. good guy. Yeah. But you know, he's he's someone else who you don't. You know, I had to interview him, and they. You know, he said, don't ask these questions. And I thought, well, I have to. So yeah. I just asked them anyway. Oh, did you? Yeah. <gasps> because you need it. It's like when I met Kim Kardashian, the PR, don't mention the bum, don't mention the bum. Straight away, I said, everyone's talking about your bottom. What have you done? You know, I had to, because everyone yeah. wants that. So for the first probably 600 podcast episodes, I never asked the question I shouldn't ask. And then I started thinking, if people want to hear about it. It is my duty to ask that question. So I started to be more bold in the interviews. Yeah, well, you said to me, is there anything you don't want to talk about? You shouldn't really say that. Just say it anyway. Say it anyway. This is awesome. I'm getting tips on self-confidence. <laughs> I'm getting tips. Do you know what? I actually don't say that anymore. What's that? What I said to you oh, about, right, is there anything polite. that's off the table? No, it's only because we had lots of time before. Oh, I don't like silence. Oh, okay. So I just, so that's normally what, but no, that's another tip. That's another tip. Yeah, I don't normally do that anymore, do I? Because I don't want anything to be off the table. Yeah. Right, what's, what, what is off the table with you that you, sh you shouldn't talk about, but we're going to talk about now and it's going to be an exclusive? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm not doing that, you see. No, because I, 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 it's up to you to choose. Yeah, I know. See, I can't give you it. You've got to find it. Yeah. You haven't done your research, maybe. Well, I've, I've <laughs> no, I'm happy to I, I, talk I, I, about anything. I've still obviously. got, I still got a few. You yeah, never yeah, know. Yeah. Actually, I've only got eight percent. All right then. I, pro I probably should look at some of the questions. Oh, what I've your done, questions? Yeah, I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, this I wanted to ask that one. Um, paparazzi. Yeah, are they scum, or do you have some sympathy for them? scum at all. Because um, a lot of people think they are, don't they? Yeah, they do. They think it's press intrusion. I mean, look, some can go over the top and follow everywhere. But majority, look, number one, they need to earn a living. 
Um, Why don't they photograph something else? Because celebrities make money and it's a job for them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I don't care. I'm brutally honest. Celebrities need them. They want to be pictured. They want to be out there to help them in some way or promote, you know, whatever they're doing. So, I, I no, I don't like if it's intrusive or if they're hanging around, uh, you know, your front door. I think rules have changed with mm. Leveson and stuff. They're not allowed to do that. But usually, if you're polite and say, please, do you mind, can take one picture and then will you go, they will go. Yeah. So I think it's a way you've got to get a relationship. I've always been really polite to them and they've been very, you know, there's been the odd one or two that haven't been respectful, but mainly been really good to me. So they've not caught you on a bad day and you've just lost it. Oh gosh, they've caught me on a bad day. Yeah, terrible. All done, you know, one did terrible up, you know, putting the camera up the skirt. That's been really. Yeah, it was in the early days. I mean, they've been terrible. I've had a, a you know wardrobe malfunction, which hasn't gone my way. You know, and for I've the thought, or, for the audience listening on audio, Lizzie put her hand somewhere beneath her neck <laughs> and above. Okay, so yes. just to define a wardrobe. Well, mal- uh, yeah, it wasn't too great. I, mean, I was slip, sitting in you? there. Yeah, no, I, I remember sitting in the Grosvenor, and so my my phone is going oh. red hot, and it was my son saying, "You're all over the front page." What? What the hell? And then I looked wow. to Joe Wood, who was sitting next to me. I said, why didn't you tell me? She went, I just thought it was funny. I didn't tell <laughs> you. I was like, thanks a lot. My poor boobs sticking out. <laughs> anyway, but it, yeah, they can be, look, they, they're part of the business. And they, they, you know, they have to work. So I think people can be hard. I think it's just tough when they won't go away or if you're in a very private, you know, or, or hurtful situation. And you think, oh God, they're here. But it's part and parcel of the job, I'm afraid. Mm. Does it ever get tiring being in the media and the public eye so much? Only if you're going through a really tough time and you're thinking, please, I really don't want this reported. But for me, not. I'm, I feel very blessed to be in this industry. I love what I do. It doesn't feel like work. And my dad always said, if it doesn't feel like work, that's, you know, you're going to do well in it. Mm. And that's what I've, I love my job. I really do. Um, you know, I do talk TV and it's late night. Yeah. I sometimes get home at 2 a.m. But I go to bed smiling because I've had such a laugh on uh-huh. the show. And it's great fun, you know, when I'm getting paid. So yeah. it isn't like work. So, no, I, 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 you know, but you have ups and downs with every job. And sadly, sometimes that side of it, a story you don't like or having bad things said about you is part of it. But mm. the pluses outweigh, definitely. Yeah, that's... Second time in a row today we've had someone on the show that's just really grateful. It's really nice because there's a lot of crap been going on in the world. It's hard well, to stay it. grateful, but you, you do come across as really happy and grateful. Oh, yeah. I'm so grateful. I say thank you. I'm very spiritual as well, and I say thank you to God every day. And even if it doesn't work out or I don't get that job, there's a reason for it. Mm. I always think good comes out of bad, whatever. Yeah. And it really does. I really mm. believe that. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some of your projects in a moment. Yeah. But look, we can't have the Lizzie Cundy here and not talk about some things that are going on in the media, can we? No. So this is for a bit of fun for the listeners and watchers. No, you're not going to learn how to make millions and recurring income from this section, but we're going to have some fun. Um, so what do you think about Harry and Meghan Markle's appearance on Oprah? Oh, it was awful. It was the worst thing ever. And I... Honestly, everyone I speak to agrees with me on this, but I think it was the worst thing I did, they ever could do. Felt very disappointed in Harry to do that. I don't. They didn't want 
you know, they said they wanted privacy, they didn't want the attention, then they go and do interview after interview. And I just really felt very sad for the Queen, who just had recently lost her husband. And I thought it was very disrespectful. And then to say that there was allegedly a racist in the royal family, um, it, it, it just so wrong in every way. And um, it was very hurtful. And I felt for the Queen. They should take a leaf out of her book, really should. She is such an elegant lady, isn't she? Incredible. Professional. Oh. Like, I, I get some people might not believe in, you know, the monarchy. Fine. But the Queen is an absolute legend. She is. Of course she is. The best monarch in history legend. we've ever had. Yeah. We're in 70 years of service. Could you connect me up with the Queen to get her on this show? Well, <laughs> good. I ask you too early. No, I know a dressmaker very well. I could try and do that. And a hairdresser. Wow. And I know um, my mum knows Camilla. You really are the most connected person ever, aren't you? <laughs> there's always a way. Never say there's not a way. There's always I a way. I must say, I'm getting really inspired. Are you? By the, yeah, because I... I have this bold, cheeky part of me that can go and make these things happen. Well, you to, well you're wearing the shoes with spikes. You're yeah, quite cheeky. Yeah, and you in business, in business, entrepreneurship, social media. Yeah, it's great. just. I think it's around successful people or people I admire. I think I sometimes pedestalise them up there a bit too much, and then I'm like, oh. I get you. Yeah, no, don't do that. No. Like your dad said, I'm going to remember that. We all, we all have to go to the toilet. <laughs> exactly. We're That's going to be the soundbite quote from this one. <laughs> but we are all the same. We know? are. And that, you know, when I treat everyone the same, whatever, yeah. and that works in life. But you've got to be a bit more, just go for it. Yeah. And there's always a way, never say no. I never say, oh, you can't do it. Yeah. That makes me go, oh, I can. Oh, yes. You know? Oh, There's yes. only a phone call away from someone. Right. Okay. You want me for your for uh, to get your guests now? I can fit. Oh, we, we could strike a deal here. All right. Yeah, I got the money. That's not a problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> money talks. <laughs> so Piers Morgan, um, I think he called Megan Little Miss Pinocchio, and then she wrote in, and they ITV demanded an apology, and he refused. So he walked. What did you think about that? Well, I don't blame him for walking. No way should he have said sorry. There was no reason for him to say sorry. Um, maybe he was a little bit hot-headed um, to storm off like that, but it certainly got lots of press, I think, for the weatherman that was there arguing with him, Alex. But um, I'm a fan of Piers. He's a friend of mine, and whatever he does, he does well. But he's, like you said, he's uncensored. He says he shoots from the hip. You either love him or loathe him. I happen to love him. And I know he's a thoroughly decent guy. And I, I enjoy watching him very much. But I miss him on The Breakfast Show, I do. I don't think it's quite the same without him. Why do you think quite a few people don't like Piers Morgan? I feel they feel he's like barking at them, shouting at them. He, he you know, he's, he, because we live in this woke, sort of world at the minute. Are we really are? Am I Funny allowed to say that? you so? mention woke. woke. We might have a woke question. Well, a woke or joke. But, you know, where we've got to tiptoe around, we're not allowed to say this. We can't say that. It's like the fun police have come in and said, stop it. <laughs> you know, we're not allowed to have a and sense what, of humour. What do you think about this woke culture? Well, just, you know, because you're offended doesn't make you right, does it? Or... You don't have the right to be offended, do you? You don't have to. I mean, and 
I, I believe in freedom of speech. I like to say what I think and have a joke. Remember the days where we could joke about, oh, you know, yeah. an Irishman or do an accent or the mother-in-law. We're not. We've got. To, we're all so sensitive now. Mm. Living this society, we're so scared you're going to offend someone. That wasn't what it was like for me growing up, and I, I feel sad it has become like that, and it really has. But like I said, it's like the fun police have come in and said, right now, stop, stop. You're not allowed to laugh at this. Not allowed to talk about this. Yeah. And I think it's really sad. Yeah, I do. I think, for example, it must be really hard being a comedian because comedy was the place where you could go anywhere. And there, there were almost the like, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> and now, that, now comedians can hardly say anything. I just want to shout out Ricky Gervais's last two Netflix shows where he perfectly balanced comedy with social political commentary and intentionally went and made jokes on all the places he shouldn't and showed us actually it could yeah. be fun. And I think the world needs more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it does. And I love Ricky because he just doesn't care. And yeah. he says that, well, I don't care. And I'm gonna, and he'll swear and he'll say what he thinks, you know, and it is hilarious yeah. and it's refreshing. I so love it. But I think without humour, you've got to have a sense of humour. I've had so many tragedies in my life and without humour, I don't know how you get through it. Yeah. And you do need to have that. And it's such a shame we're not allowed to because of um, the way the woke brigade are. Or we are allowed to, and we're going to do it anyway. Well, that's it. Because I, 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 um, I love the concept of unsen uncensored by peers, because I think that's what the world needs now. The world needs a pushback, and be uncensored and be honest, and fuck you if you're going to try and <laughs> yeah. silence me. Exactly. I think it needs, I mean, the, I don't know if you, did you see the stuff with Joe Rogan and him trying, the, you know, all the yeah, exactly. Neil Young and the whoever are behind it all trying to It's just him. crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, we're kids, Starmer, what is a woman not knowing if you're allowed to say what a woman is, you know? It's just gone <laughs> I mean, that, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really has. It yeah. is, um, so it's just how it's society's become. So I am, I'm glad Piz is there uncensored. I think I'm the same, when not unleashed on my show, we say what we want and, you know, people might not like me for it. I know I get a lot of negative people, you know, trolling, but I don't care, I've got the shield. I think I want to be me, I want to speak the truth, I'll say what, what I feel. And that's why we love this great country of us. Freedom of speech. Mm, and we must preserve that. I think. I mean, if we start letting that go, do you really, though, be honest, are you really immune to all the criticism? Do you really just smile and have fun and let it all wash over you? Or does sometimes it hurt? And if it does, how do you deal with it? Do you know what? I am like Teflon. Honestly, I promise you. I, I think it was from at school, I was always the joker, would give a lot of stick. And... I, I then would expect it back and then I was in the football world married uh, Jason and there was so much you know football banter so I, I've been brought up with it all my life and I, I think I just find it funny I can't take it seriously because I know I'm not a bad person I might not be everyone's cup of tea and the way I, I dress and look and what, what I say but that's what makes life go round and mm. I, I do find it amusing and it, maybe it's my warped sense of humour but I, that's how I cope, that's my mechanism. Um, maybe that's how I've lasted so long. That's really refreshing because I know many people in my community they do struggle with putting themselves out there because they worry about the criticism and I think what's inspiring me about you is 
everything is just fun. Just have fun. You love your work. Yeah. You came in here smiling away. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I wanted a glass of wine. And yeah. Got a yeah. No, I didn't. No, I know. But I think you've got to be positive. And we've only got one life here. And look, bad things happen to all of us. We've all had struggles at time. Um, I know I certainly have had some sad moments. But you, you know, I couldn't sit and feel sorry for myself. Mm. You know, my marriage split up, and the, and the next day I was doing ITV at the movies, and I remember crying. And my mum just rang me and said, "Stop feeling sorry for yourself." And I thought that's a bit hard. My husband has just walked out, and she said, "Look, put your lip gloss on, get up there, out there. You've waited and strived and worked hard for this job. Are you can let him ruin it. You go, you're going to sit and cry." And I thought, "Yeah, actually, right." And I went and did one of the best interviews ever. And then got home, poured myself, you know, a glass of wine. I thought, "Well done, I did it." Yeah, you can do anything. You know, we are we are strong. You know, we all have got it in us. But it doesn't mean I'm not sad inside, you know, but you can do whatever you, you can do. There's no word like can't. I never believe you can't do anything. You can do anything. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right, where should we go next? Ooh, what's your take on the Rebecca Vardy and Colleen Rooney legal battle? Oh, I was wondering if you were going to ask me this one. Uh, yeah, well, I certainly think it's very sad that two, uh, you know, girls that I both know have gone to the High Court. But um, it has split the football world in half, really. But a very sad, huge waste of money. I mean, That'd phenomenal. Be millions, won't it? Millions. Yeah. We've had a pandemic since then, since it first started. All what everyone's been through, the high cost of living, everything. You just think, how absurd, over an Instagram post. But look, I know both girls are much more friendly with Colleen. And I have to say, Colleen tried three times to stop this from going to the High Court. Rebecca Vardy didn't want any of it, continued to go. And look, I've got to be honest, if I was that judge, I'd be on Colleen's side. And Rebecca seemed to cry through most of it. And, you know, and things were being raked up from, from what she'd done in the past, because they had to paint a character sort of picture of her, what she'd done. And so poor Peter Andre gets on front of the front of the paper. You know, seen she allegedly sold stories and other footballers, you know, her own husband's teammates. So it doesn't paint a pretty picture. And it, it is sad, but it could have been prevented. And the one that could have prevented it was Rebecca and she didn't. So you raise a great point, lawyers. So in my experience in business, sometimes you need lawyers. But, you know, in conflicts and divorces and things like that, it's the lawyers that win. The lawyers make their millions. And what's your take on that? How can you avoid lawyers? Should you avoid lawyers? How do you get out uh, away from the conflict and the ego? I totally agree with you. It's the lawyers that only win. And I've been was in a very messy divorce. And if I could go back in time, I'd say take the sentiment out, take the emotions out. This. He's looking at it like a business, and sadly for me, I was too emotional. And what we both should have done is just write a piece of paper and gone like that and said, Right, fair enough, we've got two wonderful boys, we've had 19 years of great marriage, it's, it's now time to depart, you know, go out, you know, life's an adventure, you go different ways, it happens, people change, and walk away. And sadly, we didn't. 
And looking back, that's my advice would be, look at it like a business, take the emotion, the sentiment out. That's what I would have said to Colleen and Rebecca Vardy, take all that strong emotion you've got out because the only winners are the lawyers and the courts. The money's gonna be immense, the pain, the stress, and no one wants to be in a court. It is the worst place ever, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, it really is. So avoid at all costs, that's what I would say. I'm glad we got to say that because I've thought that for years and it does, doesn't get talked about publicly a lot. No. Um, right, there's a big thing. And it's thing. very stressful. It's oh, very, it's and, very... and all your stuff gets dragged into the public eye. Oh, awful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what's your take on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard defamation case? Well, you're not going to be surprised to tell you I know Johnny Depp. Because you know everyone. And I don't know how. <laughs> and my very good friend, um, Keith Bishop, is looking after him as well on this case. But I have to say, I've been watching this case closely. And I am actually glad he went back into court because he was had been labelled a wife beater and all sorts of other things through Amber Heard. And he had every right to take her. And I think we can see, I'll be honest, that she's not coming across sincere. Some of her stuff isn't true. She throws in stuff like the Kate Moss falling down the stairs, not expecting then Kate Moss to come and on the stand, though by video, and say, look, I, you know, I wasn't pushed down the stairs by Johnny. I fell and he came to my rescue. And there are many things that haven't made sense that she said and I even heard on the radio today there was a possible case she could be up for perjury for not telling the truth and the secret videoing and all of that there was a lot more um, to this and I think Johnny had waited six years and don't forget a lot of money he was the big main actor huge amounts of money um, 26 million for pirates and don't forget all the branding and everything else so a lot, lot of money involved um, for this, I, I do believe he had only one option, was to go there and fight for his name. This isn't about money to him. Because I think on a technicality, they will both will, the jury that's out has to be, every jury member has to agree, by the way. I think they'll go nil, nil, no one's getting any money, but he will have had his say. And I think that's what was important to him. It was about respect, the truth. And I don't think for Johnny, this was about money. Mm. Do you think the gender pay gap, do you think that exists, that's a real thing? Let's talk about that. I think it does, yeah, I think it, it, it does. Uh, and that's something that I'm, I, I really am, I think we all should be earning the same money, whatever we are. Um, we should all be on the same, I really do think so. But it, we, we've lived in the world where men are, it's very male-orientated businesses. Look, football is, my showbiz world is, the movie businesses, and... Um, I think we should all be equal, equal without a doubt, and I've always felt that very strongly. And why isn't it? I just think it is the way of, of how business has been, that men are in charge and men get paid more money. And I think they think of women, you know, maybe being off time for being mothers and, you know, if they've got to get, you know, pregnant or whatever. They just have had... Uh, less, less, we always seem to be men that uh, are the big fat cats. But I think it's changed and I know a lot of my friends that are big entrepreneurs, like my Jackie Gold is one of my best friends. Oh, we've got her on the show in a few weeks. Oh, give her my best, yeah. who runs Ann Summers, as you know. Yeah. 
West Ham Football Club, uh, Michelle Moan, you know, many of my girlfriends have really, but they've struggled, they've had to prove themselves. Karen Brady, another one, mm. you know, worked hard, so hard, but extra hard in a very male orientated business like football. Yeah, so give us some tips then. So for aspiring female entrepreneurs, mm. um, how can you get ahead? How can you bridge that pay gap? Well, I have to bridge up. You're as good or if not better than anyone. Just believe in yourself. Like I say, never say can't. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of the big fat men with the, with the suits on, you know. Go, go. <laughs> you know, don't forget, look, I had to deal with Richard Desmond's and the people, you know, from OK and going to meetings against them. And it can be quite, you know, scary place at times, you know, on, on, a, on a big sort of meeting table. But you're as good as anyone. I never, you know, think anything else. You just got to be confident. You can do it. Amen again. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So I've got 2% left on this. All right, okay. So what we'll do, should we do a quick fire round? If you wish. Um, so you can answer as long as you want, but if we do it in 30 seconds or less, that'll make it a quick fire. Um, and then, then I'm probably going to just nick a bit of advice off you. Oh, okay. If you don't mind. Not more, more, more red carpet advice. Yeah, absolutely. Don't wear those. Oh, no, I'm wearing these. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the, these, the, You're going to hurt someone. Yeah, that's fine. The two ladies that came over, you know, that want to cast me for this TV show, they like the fact that I don't wear a, a suit and polished brogues. No, it's, I like your You look. said be yourself, didn't you? I said be yourself. Yeah. I thought you were wearing a rucksack, but that's ah! Is everyone thinking? Shot. That? This is Alexander McQueen. Sorry, I love Alexander McQueen, but he still looks like you're wearing a rucksack. I'm just being honest. I told you, I shoot from the hip. Uncensored. I think you should be censored. Uncensored. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. That's all right. Some people say gun holster, back brace. I just thought it must be so uncomfortable sitting on that chair with a rucksack and halfway through, I realised <laughs> it wasn't a rucksack. Sorry. Sorry, it does look like it. I'm going to have to have words with Matt connecting sorry. us. Uh, you're not sorry. And, and I'm not offended, it's all good. Um, right, okay. So, who's the most obnoxious, famous person you've ever met and why? Oh, gosh, that's nasty. Oh, God. I don't want to... I'm good. I don't want to... I don't want to say it. Oh! Okay, I'll, I'll reword it. This will okay. help you. Who's the biggest diva famous person you've ever met and why? Oh, God, I've just thought of him and I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. Do you know what? I'm not, I won't say that because I don't like being horrible about people. I did it once and he came after me on the red carpet. <laughs> Lots of I things know, happen people, to you on the red carpet. And you just said this, this is one of the biggest hits. You said nothing was it. off the table and I've asked the well, question I I and now like it's to be nasty. I don't want to be that, nasty. Do you know what? I'm a softie. That's absolutely fine. But you can't say I didn't try. Okay. Well, how could we reword? No, we won't reword this. All right yeah. then. Who's the most misunderstood famous person you know and why? Bruno Tonioli. Why? Because I think people think he's always going to be falling off the chair like he's on Strictly and loud and crazy and, you know, just, just totally full of beans. And actually, he loves just to read a book. When you go and see him, he barely talks. He has his little cigarette, glass of red wine, pasta, food. He's happy, very quiet. Very different people from the one showbiz see to the one at home. And he's, I think, a bit misunderstood at times. What's the best decision you ever made and why? I think doing what I do. Saying yes to this morning, that offered me uh, a series and I wasn't going to do it. And I said yes and I never looked back. What's the worst decision you ever made and why? 
Uh, probably wearing this dress. <laughs> no, um, some of my clothing, I would say. It's been shocking and I've upset my dear mother and my boys at time. So not enough clothing, I would say that. <laughs> um, what one person do you admire the most and why? I really, well, there's a lot of people I admire, like um, Dame Deborah James that went through, he's going through that terrible yeah. cancer and raised all that money at someone that is a real star. But I do admire my friend Simon Cowell because he has gone on to, to you know, conquer the world really um, from someone that was making the tea at a record company and, and just kept going. He was someone that, you know, just kept going. If people said, no, he'd keep going, keep going. and made massive success uh, and done many successful shows someone and he's thoroughly nice as well and thoroughly nice to everyone so he's definitely one that i i, I look up to so what are you working on then tell us what you're working on what projects what irons in oh, the fire have you got well i i love doing my debate current affairs stuff which i work with with talk tv i did jeremy vine show and other shows which i love um, but I also am doing, and it's amazing, it's a new product, you might like it, you look like you need one, which you'll say, thank you very much, a spray tan with oh, a difference. You're brutalising me know, on my own show. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> no, you can do one, that's all. Um, and it is amazing, it's like a makeup, it covers any lumps and bumps and it, you, you look fantastic from it. And I'm going to be launching it very soon, starting tomorrow. We're What's going to be it called? On a, we're going to, it's Lizzie's Goddess Tan. Okay. And it's, it's amazing, and we're going to be launching it on Ideal World, but I'm going to be doing loads of beauty products as well. And lots of exciting, and a very new exciting show, but I can't talk about it yet, but I will next time if you have me on again. I'd love to. Love to. Um, where can we follow you? What social media are you most active on? Where can we keep, keep up to date with what you're doing? Well, I'm on Instagram, Lizzie Cundy. It's L-I-Z-Z-I-E and Cundy with a D, by the way. Lizzie Cundy. And a C. <laughs> uh, so I'm on Instagram and on, on Twitter. And you can find me on those. Great. And are you going to fire up your podcast again? I think I will. It's just finding the time. As you know, it's, it takes up a lot of your time. And I just got so busy. But I'd love to do it because I love the podcast. And I particularly like this one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's a good. perfect way to end the show. Thank you. <laughs>